are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? I feel like we owe the listeners an explanation. We took the week off last week, and it's because something really, I want to say bad, happened between Webb and I. I made what I thought was a minor joke about the Lakers and LeBron James, and Webb slapped the S out of me really bad. And it was embarrassing. I just got over it now. But he really loves LeBron James and the Lakers, and I shouldn't have crossed that line, so I apologize. You know you're the worst. Just the worst person. That's fair, yeah. Let's get right into the show, Webb. I've missed you, buddy. It's good to be back. You're a bad person. <laughs> Let's start with the story I really enjoyed. Bruce Arians retired. Todd Bowles took over. Did Tom Brady ruin a man's career? I love all parts of this story. It really hits Coop's wheelhouse in every aspect. It's very on-brand of Coop. So, Bruce Arians has retired for the second time now, I believe. He did it a week after Tom Brady announced he was coming back to the team. Todd Bowles was given a five-year contract to be the new head coach of the team. And at Bruce Arians' press conference, he said he was retiring now to make sure that guys working underneath him would get a chance at a job, not get pushed out, not have to move somewhere else. And it was really important to him that Todd Bowles got a head coaching job. We'll get to the Brady stuff after, but do you like this move for Bruce Arians and do you like it for Todd Bowles? Um, so I'm going to give you a little credit and I like to shout out and, you know, give credit where credit's due. I believe you said probably two years ago or three years ago that Bruce Arians was looking to make Todd Bowles his successor. Um, that was one of the, the, um, I guess one of his, uh, his mandates, um, coming into Tampa. So it looks like that came to fruition to answer your question. Really quick on that part. Sorry. Todd Bowles played for Bruce Arians when he was the coach at Temple in like the eighties. They've had a relationship for, I think almost 40 years. So I think this is a real relationship and I think that's why he did it, but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Um, well, that's good to know. Uh, that's kind of crazy that Bowles played for Arians. How the hell old is uh, Bruce Arians? Like 75? I think he was the head coach at Temple when he was like 29 years old. Okay. So maybe like a 10-year gap between them. Yeah, Temple was awful for a long time. And he was the head coach really young because no one wanted to coach there. So that's why. Well, that's kind of a cool tidbit. To answer your question, um, I love it for Todd Bowles uh, because who knows what chances he would have gotten after uh, the New York Jets uh, situation. Um, I was actually surprised that Lovey got that that big contract in Houston. Two guys I didn't know whether they would get another chance. Not that they didn't deserve it, just because of the league. And uh, for Arians, I think he's good enough that he can still be a coach. Um, so I don't, I don't remember if he's retiring from coaching or if he's just retiring as coach of the Bucks. Like I think he's moving to the front office in the Bucks. In some sort of role. Yeah, so he has a, his new job, I think, is called Senior Football Consultant. So I guess he's going to help pick players. It's kind of vague what he's doing. I yeah, think it's, his money. job is to be drink, to drink probably all day. Probably. He's yeah. getting money to maybe show up every now and again. But I think it's a, it's a thank you. And to keep him busy. It's a thank you for the Super Bowl. That's exactly what this is. Yeah. I, I, I love it for Todd Bowles. I think this move though speaks about why players love Bruce Arians 
He took care of the guys underneath him. He said that if he won this season with Tampa Bay and he retired after, there was no guarantee Todd Bowles would get the job. Offensive coordinator, guys could move on. And by doing this so late in the process, he kind of forced the owners of the Tampa Bay Bucks to hire Todd Bowles because there's no one else left. I'm not sure if that's why Bruce Arians did it, but I think with Tom Brady coming back, he saw the possibility of Todd Bowles winning a Super Bowl, Byron Leftwich being the coordinator who won two Super Bowls, and this changing those guys' legacies forever. And I, I think that matters to them, but it does not matter to Arians, really. Players love Arians, and I think this is why. He takes care of people he loves. Yeah, that was good. Um, and you're totally right. He set Todd Bowles up favorably rather than setting him up to fail, like some of these other... Uh... <laughs> Some of these hires seem to be like you're just setting some of these guys up to fail. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for Todd Bowl. You know, I wish it could be with someone other than Brady because <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Todd Bowles win a Super Bowl, but I would not like to see Tom Brady win another Super Bowl. So if that can be achieved somehow, uh, I'm all for it. Um, and yeah, it's it, and and I'm happy for Leftwich as well. So I think Arians kind of knew as well that Tom Brady runs that offense. So there really wasn't really much he was doing anyway, day to day. And Todd Bowles ran the defense. I think he was like, I'm cool with this, with Bowles getting the credit. I'm not really doing much here. It's Tom Brady's team. But the real question is, did Tom Brady push Bruce Arians at the door? There was reports that they didn't get along last season. There's reports that there was a fight between them, that Tom Brady didn't like his work ethic. Is Tom Brady a dirtbag who pushed a genial old grandfather at the door? That's the question I want to ask you, Webb. What do you think? I would say you can't rule it out. That's that's what I'll say. I, I'm, I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying no. But I think if it was another player, I'd probably give them the benefit of the doubt and say, nah, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> because it's Brady, I'm uh, a little bit more um, skeptical that, that Arians retired on his own. I'm going to shock you here. I think Tom Brady's Tom Brady's a bad person and he pushed Bruce Arians at the door. Yes. I'm just kidding. I actually don't think he did that. I think Bruce Arians doesn't really care for Tom Brady the person. They are very different people. Bruce Arians is drunk at 11 a.m. Tom Brady doesn't eat strawberries. Like, they're not the same guy. And I think when Bruce Arians heard Tom Brady was coming back, he said, you know what? I'm good. I have a Super Bowl. I can get a million dollars from the Blazers to do nothing. Let's do that. Rather than deal with this avocado-eating fee. I think that was the plan. I really do. I have a question for you. What's the strawberry thing that you've, you've been bringing this up for months with Brady? And I, I guess I don't know about it. Tom Brady does not eat strawberries because they're not good for his diet. The Tom Brady method or whatever it is. TB25 billion. I don't know what his deal is. TB12 or whatever? Who cares? I'm just saying he won't eat a strawberry web. It's ridiculous. It's not he doesn't like strawberries. It's he refuses to eat them. Interesting. I'm not really like huge on strawberries myself, but I'm not going to not eat one. See, because I'm not either. I don't love strawberries at all. It's the fact that they're not healthy enough for him. It's insane. <laughs> He's a maniac. This is good for Bruce Arians. I thought for a second that Bruce Arians secretly hated Todd Bowles. To stick him with Tom Brady seems like a nightmare for most people, but it is what it is, I guess. There were rumors about uh, Giselle and Tom fighting. While he was uh, retired. That was my best prediction of all time, by the way. I said Giselle would divorce him or he would leave within like 40 days. 
And I think it was 42 days exactly. I am a football genius. I know Tom Brady better than he knows himself. He's the worst. Yeah, you're you're also like a, a relationship uh, coach or like a, a marriage counselor or something. If I was Tom Brady and Giselle's relationship counselor, I would tell her to run. And that would be the end of the conversation. I would charge her $14,000 for that information. I'd be good to go. Good to know, Coop. You're resourceful. Thank you. Okay, Web. Let's move on to the overtime rules in the NFL. They were changed at the league meeting last week. During the regular season, the rules stay exactly as they are. You get the first possession and you score, the game is over. That changes in the playoffs. Both teams get to touch the ball. If the team that kicks off gets the touchdown right away, they have to kick the ball again and make a stop where the game continues. Do you like this rule? Do you care they just did it for playoffs? What do you think? Uh, we had a discussion about this earlier. I think I'm fine either way. I don't understand why they bring it or they're, why they're going to bring it in only for the playoffs. If this thing is like an experiment or a project, why not bring it in in both the regular season and playoffs or just the regular season? I know that the playoff games are, are, are more important and, and, and the losses in the playoffs People complained only really after that, after it happened in the playoffs. But if this thing fails, um, why have it hinge on the playoffs? I think they did it just for the playoffs because they didn't want players to complain about more football in the regular season. We're, we're trying to keep guys healthy, you know? When it's over in the regular season, we didn't have an extra possession to get you hurt. We're okay with highs here. In the playoffs, people complain too much. Sean Payton had that tweet. If they score on the first possession in the playoffs, the overtime rule will change. I think social media just hated this. The Chiefs won the playoff game against the Bills. Josh Allen didn't get to touch the ball. That was maybe the best game I've seen in like five years. It's a crazy football game. And it ending without a top three quarterback being able to, to tie it up. It seemed unfair to me. I was cool if you kept the rule as it is. But I like the, the change. I'm fine with this as well. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um... Yeah, that was an amazing football game. That and the Chiefs and the Rams in 2018, I think it was. Mexico City, baby. Yeah. Monday Night Football, I remember that game. Yeah, great game. Who won that game again? I think the Rams won, no? Jared Goff put up 50 on the Chiefs. It was amazing. Yeah. Now we score in seven points in Detroit. Times have changed. Yeah, that was when he had his first and last good season. (laughs) He was Super Bowl. You were so ungrateful. It's insane. He was terrible. He was awful. He Okay, so he brought us to the Super Bowl, and immediately after that, perceptions on him changed. He was on his way out after that. He brought you to a Super Bowl. Carson Wentz couldn't beat Jacksonville in December. Great one-two picks. I hate Oh, God, terrible. So, do you think people <laughs> will complain in the regular season if a game ends on the first possession in overtime? Yes. They will complain regardless. I think they might be okay with it if the playoffs are different. I think they're okay with ties if they don't really matter. I think this will be okay. Here, Here's the thing, though. If we're in week uh, 18 and the game ends in a tie and a, a, a fan's team misses out on the playoffs, and then one week later you see that you know both teams are giving a possession, I think people are going to be pissed. That is possible. But losing fan bases cry no matter what, so I don't think that's different. Yeah, maybe. Oh, there was a bad holding called Week 7. That's how we didn't make it. All right, Tampa. Sometimes it's Tom- true. There's, there was 10 more games after. Like, calm <laughs> yeah. down. That's the whole thing. You, you shouldn't have put your team in that position to make it come down to game 
you know, 17. And most teams that don't have Carson Wentz will be okay. You gotta I feel really bad. It's the worst. I feel really bad for Ron Rivera because I do think that his, his job security may hinge on, on that. He's getting fired. A thousand percent. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait, wait. That's my mistake. Didn't he get a, 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 a an extension? That's my mistake. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Carson Wentz can ruin an extension. <laughs> he ruined his own extension. Sure. You think he won't ruin Car- Ron Rivera's extension? Washington's getting, getting investigated for not giving other teams ticket money. Like this whole organization's a giant scam. Yeah. It's going to go downhill. And if they're proven to have done that, by the way, they're going to force Dan Snyder to sell the team. Well, he should, he should probably sell the team anyway. Like he's, he sucks. Yeah, so the other owners don't want to set a precedent for, like, behavior or bad teams having to sell. But the one thing that will get the other owners to say that is if you steal from them. And if he did that, his time is done. Yeah, that sounds about right. People only care when it affects them. Sounds like the Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott, when they started complaining this year, and they were quiet before that. Sounds like Will Smith. Okay, Webb, let's move on (laughs) to the... The draft-shaking news between the Philadelphia Eagles and the New Orleans Saints. This trade confused you and I, so I'm going to go over all the pieces. In this, the Saints get, in this draft, pick number 16, pick number 19, and pick number 194, a sixth-round pick. The Eagles get back pick number 18, pick 101, a third-round pick, pick 237, a seventh-round pick, a 2023 first-round pick, and a 2024 Second round pick. Do you understand why the Eagle, why the Saints made this move? Because it's very confusing to me. Oh, I can see why the Eagles made it. As confusing as it is, and you need a damn graph to show all this stuff. But um, I don't get why the Saints did it, unless they really want a player at sixteen that they think is going to be gone by the time he reaches eighteen. So I did some research on the draft trade chart. Pick 16 and 19 can move you up to pick four or five if they want a quarterback. That is possible. It's also possible they want a tackle and they jumped over the LA Chargers to get one. Besides that, I'm very confused. I think this also says the Eagles think the New Orleans is going to suck this season and they want their first round pick next year. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, if you're really banking on that first round pick, you're going to assume that it's going to be higher than, than what the Saints would normally have which is a pick in like the, the, the low to mid-20s. The Eagles had three first-round picks before this. They still have two first-round picks. They have two next year. Giving up pick 16 and possibly getting back pick 8 next year is probably a good deal. A second in 2024. I think the Eagles do not believe in Jameis Winston in his recovery from the ACL. They really don't believe in Taysom Hill or Dennis Allen, the new coach. I think this says the whole organization is flawed. Which I agree with 100%. I'm not as low on the Saints as, you know, as as getting the number eight pick next year. I think they'll be competitive. Still have a pretty good core, but the quarterback issue is is pretty bad, which is obviously very, uh, very crucial and can swing a team. Who is their number one receiver right now? It'd still be Michael Thomas. Is he ever going to play for them again? I don't know. I, I, I can't say for sure, but I mean, they haven't traded him yet. They said they're not going to trade him. I imagine he comes back. I just don't know if he can stay healthy. He took a year off, basically, this yeah. year. He didn't care at all. Yeah, and that was with Sean Payton. You think he's going to work harder for Dennis Allen? I don't think he is. <laughs> this I think he like might a... sit it out. He might sit it out, man. I really think so. He was like a top five receiver, like, in terms of production. He broke the receiving record all time. 
for catches in a season. Did he Drew really? Brees, was it him? He broke it, yeah. He broke Marvin Harrison's record. He had like 150 catches in a year or something, or 140. Hmm. Oh, right. Calvin Johnson has the yards record, right? Receiving yards yeah. record. Yeah. Right, okay. I just... If Thomas doesn't play and he forces a trade, which I think is likely, who is catching passes for New Orleans next season? I don't know. That silence says Alvin Kamara, which is not ideal. It's not yeah. good, Webb. It's really not good. It's not like Alvin Kamara is going to be healthy either, so he might take a, a year off as well. I think the Saints could have a top five pick next year, and I would put that as almost likely to happen. I have very little faith in the Saints team. The reason why I don't, I'm not so low on them is because I think that. I don't think they're even the worst team in the division. So by default, I think already they're going to be out of the top five. That is a terrible division. You may have a point there. Atlanta and Carolina. Oh, God. Yeah. Mariota, Jameis, and Taysom. I might take Mariota. I might. Really? I think, I think I'll go with Jameis on that one. If Jameis has half a knee, I don't know. <laughs> Depends how his recovery is going. It's very, was, the, it's not good. was the knee the issue with Jameis before? Because I don't know. He got LASIK, buddy. His eyes are fixed. He's not going to throw interceptions anymore. Yeah, that's what they said. And then he wasn't very good still. Man, I love Jameis Winston. I hope he's better. I really do. I want him. I want New Orleans to go 13-4 and four this year and Jameis to get a gigantic contract. I would like that very much. And he's still – Jameis is only, what, 27, 28? Yeah, he's young. He's very young. He's probably 20 – I think he's 27, yeah. I actually got that right, I think. Not good with ages. Okay, Webb. Let's move on to a little NBA talk. I have missed this very much. It's been insane. You're Los Angeles Lakers. Just with an all-time collapse. You won the title two seasons ago. Ten teams make the play-in game. And the Lakers are sitting in 11th place right now. You're 31-47. and 47, 39% winning percentage. Lost your last six games in a row. That's a great streak, by the way. Six in a row losses. LeBron James' hairline showing up to games, and he's not. I just, Webb, what is happening? Why are the Lakers so awful? Why is Los Angeles a Clippers town now? Like, what is happening with your team? It's pathetic. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But the Lakers had, like, a really tough schedule coming out of the All-Star break. LeBron doesn't care at all. He's chasing uh, Kareem's all-time points record. Does not care at all. Uh, he's laughing it up. Lakers are losing. And LeBron's scoring. And he's, you know, showboating and stuff like that. AD was obviously out for like uh, like two months. He missed 18 games, I think. Uh, Russ is gone for sure. I think he hates everyone. Um, the bench sucks. Perimeter shooting sucks. Uh, the defense sucks. Frank Vogel is going to get fired. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second here. You traded a bunch of assets for former MVP Russell Westbrook. Yeah. And guys that are contributing nice minutes on Washington, guys that are playing, how dumb is LeBron James, the general manager? Because he's clearly running your team. Rob Palenka is a fantasy. You gave him executive of the year a little while ago. That should have been LeBron because it's obvious who's pulling the strings here. LeBron James is the puppet master. He controls everything. And that isn't even as harsh as what I said last time when you slapped me in the face. LeBron's the worst. Um, yeah. He still had time to make an April Fool's joke that he's out for the season. Then he came back, and then he missed the last couple games. Um, whatever. I think, you know, I don't think he cares. I think the only thing he has his mindset on is 
keeping his body healthy to try and break Kareem's all-time record, which I don't even care about one bit. Did you hear the thing about Lakers Twitter about losses? No. This is amazing. So every time the Lakers have a game, Lakers official Twitter account tweets out the results. Win or lose. They have a picture there usually. They have never used LeBron's picture for a loss. There's been a lot of them. I think they've used Malik Monk like 11 times, but not M- once Mello? have they. <laughs> Mello's been used. I think Westbrook's been a couple times, but they have never used LeBron's picture in a loss because he owns that franchise at this point. He is the true heir. Like, how do you feel about LeBron James owning your team in perpetuity? I don't like that you said that. Uh, it's not true. <laughs> He's the worst. Um, it's funny, like when he um, when he made the statement about going back to Cleveland, uh, and people were coming out, like Bill Oram and all those reporters are coming out and saying that LeBron's, you know, gonna run uh, as as he does. Um, LeBron didn't say anything, and then he sort of, you know, dropped little subtle uh, uh, shots, little subliminal shots in a, in a subsequent interview. But he didn't take the time to tweet out, this is not true. However, he found the time on April 1st to tweet out an April Fool's joke. I just love how LeBron will invest time into certain things, and then other times he'll stay mum. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar criticized him uh, last week, I believe. I know I'm going off on a tangent, uh, and when you give me an inch to criticize LeBron, I'll take a mile. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's, he's the worst. He criticized LeBron for his stance on social issues, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I think is a fair criticism of LeBron James, by the way. If you get credit for being good on social issues, when you're quiet on other ones, you get criticized. That's fair, because Kareem is one of the most socially conscious athletes you've ever had. The thing is that people are scared to criticize LeBron. They're scared to criticize him. Not on this show. No, but but I've been consistent, and he's the worst. So the Lakers have four games left, right? They play Phoenix tonight, Golden State on Friday, on Thursday, Oklahoma City on Friday, and then Sunday they play Denver. They are two games back of the Spurs right now for the play-in game. What do you think the chances are the Lakers make the play-in game? So I put it at 50-50 right now that the Lakers make the play-in game. Uh, the Spurs play Denver on Tuesday, which is tonight. Uh, Minnesota on Thursday, Golden State Saturday, and then uh, Sunday um, with the Mavs. So that's not an easy schedule either. I could see the Spurs losing all four of those games, potentially. The Lakers, I could see them winning uh, two out of those four, and those two would be OKC and Denver. So you have to hope for San Antonio to lose all of their games Yes, for you to have a shot. I think what you underestimate is how much San Antonio hates the Lakers and how good this would feel for Pop to keep that hack LeBron James out of the playoffs. <laughs> I think you underestimate that a lot. I I think potentially this is Pop's last season. Keeping LeBron out of the playoffs in his last season would be a really nice way to go out. It really would. Yeah. All I know is that the Lakers are garbage. You support a garbage team. That has no chance to get better because Westbrook's making $48 million next season. You can't sign anybody. You have no draft picks till 2028. 
LeBron will be a year older. Anthony Davis Davis will have more injuries next season. How does this team get better, Webb? I think you're doomed for all eternity. What happens here? Uh, we're going to deal with Russ in the summer. If not the summer, sometime next season. A team's going to take him on. For what? A bunch of role players. A team's going to take him on. It's it, Especially in the last year of the deal. Um, we always think that no team's going to take on another, you know, a player with a bad contract. They will. As long as Russ doesn't get hurt, someone's going to take him on. I think what you're underestimating is how social media just calls him Westbrook now. And fan bases would not be excited anymore after seeing how awful he has been this season. The Lakers are doomed. You gave up good role players to get him. And then if somehow you trick somebody into taking him on, you're going to get back worse role players than you get. This is so, ha- I'm so happy right now. You have no idea. This is better than the day the Colts got Matt Ryan. Seeing your face as you understand the future is so bleak. You have no hope. A three year window of failure. It's really going to be beautiful. I cannot wait. I am so happy right now, Webb. I am so so happy. You know what? I'll take it as long as LeBron frees town. They're going to re-up LeBron this, this summer. Give him a three-year extension. I can't wait. I hope not. I don't want... I can't be, we can't be bad and keeping LeBron even longer. Like, that's just the worst. That's the, 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 that's a double whammy. That's horrible. It's perfect. It's so perfect. Let's move on to some players that are actually good right now, Webb. We <laughs> talked a few weeks ago about the MVP vote. I had my boy Jokic winning. You had the Philadelphia 76ers second best player, Joel Embiid. Uh, I think in the last 10 days, Giannis really has to be added to that three-man combination of people that could win MVP. As of right now, who do you have as the MVP and why? So uh, I was talking to our mutual friend last week, and I said, you know, I had John John Morant is my MVP, but Jaw's been out for a little bit with the knee injury. So I think that's going to hurt Jaw um, quite a bit. And um, I I told her last week that I would give it to Giannis just for his ability to really dominate on both ends of the floor. And, you know, how good Milwaukee is. And I think he's, he being John, uh, Giannis is fantastic two-way player. And, um, you know, you'd think that he'd take uh, his foot off the gas a little bit after winning the championship. It's not taking plays off. He's he's killing it. And um, he's been doing it all year. And I, and I think I said before in, in one of our shows, like, why isn't Giannis getting recognition as a candidate? Because I think we were talking about, like, top, top four, top five. We were talking about DeRozan. I don't hear DeRozan's name now. Chicago's about to be in the playing game, which I don't think any of us are surprised by that. Because Chicago is... Chicago is one of the teams that the uh, was basically reserving the seat until the big boys came. I think Zach Levine got hurt today as well. I think I saw that he's not going to play tonight. Yeah, he's out tonight. But... So, so you have Giannis winning the MVP as of right now. Yeah, it's it, it's more. I would have given it to Jaw, but with Jaw being out, probably for the rest of the season, there's only a few games left, and Giannis, Giannis, you know, really playing well all year. Yeah. Give it to, to Giannis. I still have Jokic as MVP. I have Giannis. Giannis has passed Embiid to me. I think I think Giannis beating Embiid in that game heads up last week. I think that sealed it. I think Embiid cannot win MVP now over Giannis. 
So when you look at the standings, MVP always, the standings matter. Milwaukee's the three, Philly's the four, and Denver's the five. But if you look at the standings, Denver only has one less loss than both of those teams. And I just think what Jokic has done with basically no help is more impressive to me. Embiid has Harden. That may not be ideal right now because I was playing, but he still has him. Giannis has Middleton and Holiday. Who does Jokic have? He had MPJ for like 12 games. Jamal Murray's not coming back probably. Aaron Gordon, what's going on with him? I just, I think Jokic's season has been more impressive, but I could make the argument because of Giannis's defensive prowess. If they gave it to him, I'd be okay with that. I think Embiid is fully out of the conversation now. I think it's between Giannis and Jokic to me. You know what? I said as soon as they acquired Harden, Philly acquired Harden, I said that's going to hurt Embiid's chances. Even if Philly was the one seed, I wouldn't have given it to Embiid just based on that. I think whoever Giannis has with um, uh, Chris Middleton and, and Drew Holiday, and Bobby Portis was a huge uh, huge part of that in the beginning of the year too. Um, Harden is former MVP and, and, and one of the best players in the league. Uh, so he that hurt and beads chances for me. Um, and they have the same record right now. Uh, basically all three teams do have a similar record. Like for sure the Bucks and the, and Philly have the same record. But yeah, like you said, Denver's not too far behind in terms of wins and losses. Um, I just think what Giannis does on both ends of the floor is so impactful and so highlight worthy, intimidating, scary, impressive. Uh, he fills the stat sheet on the box score and also the advanced stat sheets, the, 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 the metrics, all the, the nerdy analytics that, you know what, without the eye test, probably don't, probably don't do much for me. But because Giannis satisfies the eye test as well, I really like it. Um, Jokic is a fantastic offensive player, fantastic passer. And yeah, he's, there's no one there on that team. It's Bones Harland, Aaron Gordon, who is probably the most overpaid player in the league behind Russ. And John Wall, um, and that's really it. And 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 uh, Will Barton, and, and plus Jokic is playing in the West. Just what, with what Giannis does night to night, both ends, it, it's scary, man. Like you can't game plan for Giannis. You really can't, and it's how hard he plays every night. Yeah, it's really like if you go see Giannis, you're getting your money's worth. I think it's why so many people respected Jordan because he always played. Giannis is the same way. So I'm looking at the, pardon? Isn't LeBron also night in, night out, a hard worker? He is he is not known for that actually. I don't think LeBron's played defense since the twenty fifteen finals. And and that's a that's a problem. When you say that's something like that, people are gonna say, Well, he's in his nineteenth year. And then when he actually makes a good defensive play, they're gonna say, Oh my god, he's in his nineteenth year. Look what he just did. Exactly. Guys it's ridiculous. Boys. Okay, so you know I care about PER in the NBA to, to judge a player's basically worth in the court. The top three guys in order, Jokic 1, Giannis 2, Embiid 3. I found that interesting. LeBron is fourth, by the way. Yeah, what's the Lakers record? I don't give a damn. So Jokic averages more assists than Giannis and Embiid, more rebounds than both. Him and Embiid shoot the same free throw percentage. They're better than Giannis. Field goal percentage. He is the best by far. Similar three-point shooting between him and Embiid. He scores four points less or three points less a game. I just think Jokic's whole offensive season has been more impressive to me. 
because he has nothing. I but, agree with you offensively. Yeah, that's the but difference. it's both. Giannis is maybe the best defender in basketball. So if you, the thing is with MVP voting, people don't take that into account really. It's basically the best offensive player most years. That has it's not that's fair. On a successful team. It's not fair, but that's how it is. Because if you took in both account, it's Giannis in a runaway because yeah. he is such a better defender than everybody on this list. But and and it's also the the narrative too. Like, do you have a do you have a successful team? Did it um, did it blow people's expectations away? Uh, you know, how'd you conduct yourself with the media? Did you win last year? Are we tired of you? You know, winning all the time. Did your brothers threaten to fight somebody on Twitter? Things like that come up. Yeah, that might hurt him. I don't know. He I think that actually down. helps him. I think it helps him. I watched the YouTube video of Shaq and Charles Barkley defending him like two days ago. Yeah. And I was like, NBA voters might actually like this. You and I liked it at the time. So that might help him. By the way, is Giannis the most likable player in the NBA right now? Because I think he is. I really I think he's the most likable. Yeah, he's like, I think, uh, I don't I don't know if I have the answer to that. He is very likable. Um, and I think... I mean, I don't think Embiid is not likable. I just think Giannis is more jovial, more, uh, I don't know. He's happier. He doesn't troll people. He just plays hard. Yeah, he he doesn't get he doesn't get caught up in the nonsense like LeBron does. Or Every, yeah. Or controversy like like Jokic with that brothers thing, which some people, you know, didn't want that to spill over. That sounded like that was going to get pretty uh pretty grimy there. So if you remember, Stephen A. Smith said at the time, those Jokic brothers don't use guns. In their part of the world, they drop bombs on people. <laughs> I was like, damn, Stephen A., calm down. Uh, everyone at home, go watch the video of Giannis talking about discovering Oreos and milk. It is the most enjoyable, like, two minutes you'll ever see in your life. It is so pure, and it's amazing. It's so good. That's pretty cool. I have not seen that. You know who someone who I think is very likable and does not get the... Uh get that sort of portrait uh, or that portrayal. Um, ja? No. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. I think he's very likable, um, but plays for Utah. That's the issue. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like Donovan Utah. Mitchell. He's really good. I, but I, I love him. He hasn't made a West Finals yet, and to kind of get national media attention, you need to play deep in the playoffs. For sure. If he gets that, then things will change for him because he's super likable. He'll start getting ad campaigns. He'll get commercials, national ones. But until that, and Rudy Gobert is still on his team, so he's never making the finals. Apparently, Dallas wants to get him. I think they have a chance. Toronto, too, apparently. They're both in this Rudy Gobert market. Oh, that's interesting. For the inevitable collapse that's coming in like three weeks. Yeah. They'll be out of, in the uh, uh, second round. They'll make it to the second round. They're going to play Golden State in round one. With Utah? They're the sixth seed right now. I don't think they're yeah, being but it's, it's tight. It's tight. They're they're like a half game behind Denver. That's tight. They could play Dallas in the in the first round. You're not beating Luka Magic. Hallelujah all day. Hallelujah all day. You're a crazy person. Oh, I think Utah definitely beats Dallas. Hundred percent. I cannot wait for this to happen. I cannot 100%. wait for this. I, I I don't think they blow. I don't think they blow Dallas there, but I think one hundred percent they win that series. Do they the Lakers play. make it out of the first round this year? Uh, sorry, sorry, I asked that question wrong. Did the Lakers make it into the first round this year? I should have said. <laughs> yes, the, yes, the Lakers make it. I already told you about the the permutation. 
all the all, all the things that need to fall into place with the Spurs collapse and the Lakers coming in. So you're saying a hundred percent chance the Lakers get into the first round of the playoffs. Yes. Okay, perfect. I wanted that on record. I'm gonna cut <laughs> that clip out and play it for us on Monday. I can't wait for this. It's gonna be beautiful. Here, here's what happens. Lakers sneak into the ten seed, which I think I'd be pissed off at the NBA if I was anyone below number eight. The Lakers make it to the ten <laughs> seed, play New Orleans in the playing game, beat New Orleans, play I'll say Minnesota. Because Minnesota loses to the Clippers, Clippers get the seven seed. And then the Lakers play the Clippers for the eighth seed. Lakers win, rub it in D'Angelo Russell's face. Um, yeah, and then Lakers are the eighth seed. Do I want Lakers to play Phoenix? No. I uh, do. <laughs> Remember how much you talked last year? Oh, Phoenix got lucky. Anthony Davis got hurt. That's the only reason they advance. It's tainted if they win the title. It's tainted. This year, they're the best team by far. I hope everyone's healthy for the Lakers. And Phoenix sweeps them 4-0. I'd be okay right, if they made the playoffs just for that embarrassment. <laughs> oh, that'd be beautiful. That'd be so sweet. If the, if the Lakers play Phoenix, there's no way Phoenix is sweeping the Lakers. I mean, I don't give the Lakers great odds to win that series this year. And I stand, tr- I stay true to what I, what I said last year, that uh, if the Lakers were healthy, hell yeah, they would have beaten Phoenix. Anthony Davis said this like a few weeks ago. How many games did they win last season in the playoffs? The Lakers. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Was it... Did they win one? Yeah. I think they got swept. Did they oh, get swept, Webb? Did they get swept? No they, no, they did not. I don't think you make it to the play-in game. And if you make it to the play-in game, New Orleans is going to beat you. So you don't even get to the second game. That's how bad the Lakers are. They're awful. Whatever. A 3% chance the Lakers make the playoffs. A 3% chance. If you're saying there's a chance... <laughs> All right, Webb, let's move on to a signing by your Los Angeles Rams. They got Bobby Wagner in a five-year deal, five for 50, up to $65 million with incentives. That's what originally was reported. And then it came out that is not the deal at all. Functionally, it's a two-year deal worth $17.5 million base with the chance to make $23.5 million with incentives. He gets $6.5 million in year one. 10 million fully guaranteed. Do you like this deal for either party, Webb? Uh, I, I like it for both. Bobby, Bobby Wagner, sorry, was, uh, uh, negotiated for himself. So he acted as his own representation and I, I like it. It sort of reminds me of the Richard, uh, Sherman deal, but for a much better player at that time in their career. And uh, I thought it was fantastic. What a steal for the Super Bowl champs, the 2022 Super Bowl champion, LA Rams. F them picks. Let's need punt those picks again. We don't care. We don't need them. Uh, Bobby Wagner, baby. Let's do it. Please be good, Bobby. Apparently, you guys are also interested in signing Tyron Matthew, who's on a visit with the Saints right now. I'd like how, is, how is this, the salary cap not a real thing? I don't understand how this is possible. How is it possible? Web, explain it to me. Uh, why it doesn't matter whether you have cap room or not? I don't know. I'm not a no. capologist. How do they keep creating cap space? They have no money, but they can give Bobby Wagner $6 million. They can sign everybody. They signed Allen Robinson. They gave yep. No Boom a bunch of money. This isn't possible. How are they doing <laughs> this? Give Stafford a bunch of money? Um, I don't know. 
restructuring. So eventually you guys are going to have no money, right? Like eventually the bill comes due. Yeah. Yeah, you're kind of just kicking the can. No, sorry, not kicking the can. Kind of just, you're just delaying the inevitable. Well, and then we'll end up like the Saints. But good. It is insane to me that this is happening. I, I like the deal for you guys, though. Bobby Wagner is a top three linebacker still. Yeah, I just hope, I hope to God that he's still good. He doesn't fall off a cliff like a lot of these guys do when they go to new teams. He had a statement today that he's going to make sure Seattle sees him both games they play next season. Same division. I think he's still good. I think Sean McVay is a really good head coach, and they will know how to use Bobby Wagner. Let him quarterback the defense. This is a really smart signing for a really good team. Yeah, man. I think we're going to go deep in the playoffs again next year. Hopefully it's a Super Bowl win, uh, but it's very hard to repeat. So I'm not like completely held up on that, but uh, very impressed with this team. The NFC is a joke. You guys should win it, no problem. Except me... uh, Tampa changed things a bit. Tampa gives me a little bit of heartburn thinking about it. You're scared of 45-year-old Tom Brady? You coward. Let me ask you a question really quick, though. Who sure. would you rather have, Von Miller this season or Bobby Wagner? For the money that Bobby that uh, Von Miller signed for? Just in general. Uh, I mean, we won with Von Miller, and he was key. So just for this season, maybe Von Miller? Long-term, Bobby Wagner. I think it's Bobby Wagner for this season and going forward. I've, I've made this point for a long time. I think any player beside Aaron Donald would look amazing. Rest in the pasture. It's so easy to do. Aaron Donald's taking up double teams and triple teams. This team had no middle linebacker that was good. Ernest Jones was okay. Bobby Wagner takes this to a whole other level. I, I think he's going to help your defense in so many better ways. It is the perfect signing for a position you guys had a huge need at. Great move. I certainly hope that he is able to play. I, I think it's great. And I think I agree with what you said in terms of the need and the money was good. And I just hope that there's no, no sort of, um, uh, deterioration in Bobby Wagner skills or any sort of learning curve coming to a new team. I see that sometimes and just kind of wonder, like, what happened to so and so? Cause they're in a new system all of a sudden and they're 31, 32. Just hope that it works out. Vaughn's 36. But he played, Guys, he played in LA last year. That's the thing. He got he came at midseason to... and figured it out. Bobby Wagner's one of the smartest guys in the NFL. He'll have no problem figuring out your defense. None. All right. I hope so. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I, lo- I love the signing. There's no downside, really, other than Earth that. Seattle helps you. It's so smart. I think it's insulting. You're saying Bobby Wagner is smart enough to pick up your defense. I would never say that. Bobby Wagner's a scary individual. But it's interesting you would say that about Bobby Wagner. That's crazy to me. You wouldn't say that because Bobby Wagner would never, ever find himself in Indianapolis uh, because he's smarter than that. (laughs) And no one wants to go to your team. So, no, you wouldn't say that. In our defense, it turns out our general manager doesn't want anybody to come to our team. So, joke's on you. We're not trying to sign anybody. Tyron Matthew literally tweeted out to the Colts, hey, don't overthink this. (laughs) You know what they did? Nothing. They did nothing. I hate yeah, it so much. I wouldn't either. Tyron Matthew sounds desperate. We are desperate. The Colts are desperate. <laughs> Apparently they not. have nobody. Ballard's playing hardball. You got Matt Ryan, so I'm going to give him a grace period. But as of today, I hate his guts. You got 40-year-old Matt Ryan, and you're giving him a grace period? It's better than 29-year-old Carson Wentz. I'll take that all that, day. That is true. I would have taken 55-year-old Peyton Manning over Carson Wentz with one arm. 
No questions asked. Yeah, I don't know about that. Payne, I, do. I don't know. I don't know if Payne could throw it past his foot now. Good. Hand it off to Jonathan Taylor. Even better. Even better. Everybody, please go follow us on Twitter at Rookie Phenoms. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Web, the South Carolina women's team won the NCAA tournament, and Kansas won the men's. Did you enjoy these tournaments? Yeah, I did. They were uh, action-packed and, you know, uh, had some Cinderella teams that were really fun to root for. So, until next year. Kansas came back from the biggest deficit in championship game history. They basically did what I do to you every show. Who? Every, every single show. I overcome the odds and destroy you. So you played terribly for the first half, and then you... I didn't think this analogy out. Well done. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great night. We out.